Hello, Rich Bolas here, and thank you for downloading this episode of the Dad Mindset Show. Today, I chat with clinical psychology registrar Arnie Phillips, aka the Child Whisperer, as part of our coronavirus lockdown series. This week, Arnie and I discuss some early warning signs of low mood or depression in children and some strategies we can try to improve things. Again, I need to stress that the content of this podcast doesn't constitute nor should it be considered specific psychological advice for you or your child. As with all medical, physical and mental health queries you may have, the best place to start is with your family GP or your child's paediatrician. That being said, I hope you enjoy this chat with Arnie. Arnie Phillips, welcome back. Back again. Thank yeah. you. How's your week been? The week's been pretty good, actually. I've... um tried to make sure that I had some creative time, some time up in the shed to do a bit of woodwork and make some mistakes with power tools. So not too um, uh, not too much bloodshed, I hope. No, no, not too much. Just a few splinters and <laughs> some swearing, but that's <laughs> that's pretty common for me in the shed. So uh, yeah. blood sweat um, blood sweat tears and swears. Yeah, blood yeah, sweat and swears. Yeah. <laughs> blood sweat and swears, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I think that kind of helped just break up the the week and the weekend um so that was good yeah. acted like a real and transition been, between like weekday weekend day yeah given that there's not so much leaving the house through the week to go to work yeah yeah and it um, does seem like sunny and share a plane i got you babe yeah. every day on the radio when you wake yeah. up just like in grand dog day <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah so um no it's been good and then this beautiful weather we've had this week has been fantastic although it's made it pretty hard to kind of sit in, inside and do telehealth sessions when there's amazing sun outside and yeah you almost need to close all the blinds so you don't feel like you're yeah. missing out <laughs> yeah put myself in real isolation yep <laughs> climate isolation <laughs> so um and what's the what's what's been happening i guess with um you know clients what's the sort of general mood or any themes that are running through um sessions yeah. i guess yeah, I'd say one of the standout themes has been um, reality sinking in. The honeymoon period's over, of like well and truly over right. for um, homeschooling. Some kids have ended up going back um, because they just they can't stand school at home. Yeah. Um, so they've had you know they've been allowed to go back to school, which has been really good right. for them. Right. Yeah, surprising to see some kids just can't wait to get back into that school environment. Wow. Um, For others, you know, mainly mums but some dads, um, parents in general have been adjusting their um, working arrangements pretty significantly in some cases to accommodate the homeschooling and the burden of being a parent, being a teacher, um, being a partner, being a mediator, being a peacekeeper, being an entertainer when it gets to yeah. 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Many and, hats. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. about every hat at the All moment. <laughs> yeah. And then when everyone's gone to bed, then you're meant to do your working day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a, quite a few parents who have adjusted either um, going to reduced hours, um, going on leave, starting work at four o'clock in the morning, working through until nine that way, um, going to a lower duties role, so 
moving down from manager to team member yeah. for a um, period. So a lot of those changes where I think the reality has sunk in of just what the workload is like for working from home and schooling from home. Yeah. And if we're going to have to maintain this for the term, then something's going to have to change or I'm going to break. Yeah, something's so, got to give. And, it, you know, yeah. I, th- I suppose that the good thing is at least they're making that call now and not physically. Yeah. I mean, would you would you anticipate that people could have breakdowns if they push through, you know, that sort of level of stress, I guess? Yeah, well, you know, the reality is breakdowns are always likely. Hmm. Um, it's not just the situation that we're in that, can trigger breakdowns, um, but I'd say they're probably more likely in the current situation just because it's such a new thing that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, new stressors, it's changing so often and changing so frequently that we're hardly getting time to adjust to the new now and in a couple of days' time, something else is likely to change. And, you know, now it's almost the anticipation of, when is quarantine going to be lifted? When are we going to be able to reduce this social distancing or the isolation? Um, is that going to be on May 11? Is it going to be before Mother's Day? Is it going to be at the end of May? When is school going to go back? There's all that kind of uncertainty as well on yeah. top of constant change. Yeah, there's almost nothing to be certain of at the moment. Yeah, yep. Other than uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, I guess there's, um, f- for us this week, I think it's been really interesting that I seem to have stepped back from the whole self judgment as a parent quite a lot. And I'm pretty sure Sarah's done that as well because there have been times when the kids have really struggled and, you know, cracked it and stuff. And and instead of being in the melee with them, we've really sort of looked on and gone, wow, that's really interesting. What, why, why are you feeling like that? You know, what's, where's this coming from? And, and been very objective, which, you know, it's taken how many weeks to get to this stage, but it feels yeah. like we've sort of turned a corner for the best, I guess, which, yeah. I mean, it's, Hopefully it's lasting, but it could just be a flash in the pan. But um, it could be a cycle that you're in rather. Yeah, than a phase. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to hang on to it for as long as possible. Anna. But um, maybe, maybe it's just more of an acceptance thing as well. Like you know, we've a, a whole bunch of things have been put on the back burner, and you know, you've had to renegotiate. You know, who does what when, uh, all that sort of stuff. And it's taken a fair bit of working through, but it's definitely been one of the things I've noticed this week. You know, those times when I know that I would have been, you know, not so much jumping up and down, but definitely feeling hot under the collar alongside the kids. Um, yeah. Definitely just being, wow, that's a really interesting reaction you've got going on there, um, which. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I'd done earlier. <laughs> so much easier <laughs> when you when you're not actually participating. <laughs> yeah. And I guess from that perspective, it's about knowing, you know, is this reaction, is that response that they gave to that situation a sign of the stress and the um, frustration that they're experiencing? Or is that just a normal reaction that they'd have in the playground or in the classroom Hmm. and I'm just not there to see it? And if I was there to see it, would I 
be expected to step in or if I'm not there to see it, how does it end? So, you know, almost sitting back and letting them sort it out for themselves. Um, we kind of talk about emotional regulation and being able to be comfortable with the emotion that you're experiencing and trying to manage the thoughts and behaviours that you want to enact in response to certain emotions. Yeah. Um, and the I guess it's almost the sequence or the progression from co-regulation where parents will help identify the emotion and identify the behaviours to respond to that emotion um, to self-regulation where children are then able to identify the emotion and work out what strategies it's interesting you use. say that, Arnie, because maybe that's that's the difference. Maybe that's it. Because I must admit, up until last week, we were trying to fix a lot of the things so that something would happen. One one would be arguing with the other, uh, two teasing the other one, um, and so we would generally put on the UN peacekeepers hat and be you know breaking up the 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 the, the, <laughs> the argy bargy, and yeah. we didn't do that nearly as much this week. And maybe it's the kids are basically having to regulate themselves or at least go, oh, okay, I've got to work through this. You know, we're not leaving them on their own. Like, it's not like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> You're on your That's own, not- buddy. But we <laughs> yeah. definitely use that sort of language. Like, okay, so how are you going to fix this? And, you know, rather yeah. than jumping in previously up until this point and trying to fix it. Yeah. So that could be yeah, it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I guess you kind of. You know, is that a case of saying we're five weeks in, we were off the rails ages ago? So yeah, that's right. That's, how bad can things get? That's right. The, the, the train crashed weeks ago. We've just yeah. been picking through the wreckage for the last week. <laughs> yeah, now we'll just sit back and let them continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's um, definitely been interesting. I guess, um, I, and when you say that as well, I hadn't thought of it quite like that, Arnie, that we've been watching them like hawks like essentially they wouldn't have been observed by you know a single pair of eyes i guess for i don't know 20 or 18 hours a day or whatever it is that we're hanging out with them like they don't get that at school they get six seven hours and when they're at home they get another six seven hours but to be under constant surveillance i guess or yeah. feel like you're under constant surveillance. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, that's, that's right. a big part of it as well. And and maybe, yeah, I don't know, showing you. I mean, and, and it cuts both ways. I mean, there was an argu- um, a piece in uh, Daily Dad that Ryan Holiday does today. And he was talking about, you know, at the at this moment in time, we think we're, we're homeschooling, but we're actually... Um, we're teaching way more than what we're teaching at school. Like the the yeah. lessons we're teaching how to react as parents in a situation like this, and you know if if we're constantly stressed out or if we drop into a funk and we just sit and binge watch Netflix all day, these are lessons that the kids are picking up subconsciously. So we've got to be conscious of that, I guess. And and I was thinking to myself, oh yeah, well at least I haven't been binge watching Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had time, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think that's an, it was an important thought, you know, as parents, you know, the, what the kids see, that yeah. sort of normalizes what behavior, I guess, they're going to think you should react like when yeah. there's a situation like this in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, the more time that as parents we're spending away from 
the workplace, away from our mates, away from society and away from even restaurants, um, you know, just whatever gets us out into the community, the less time we're getting those reality checks of, you know, there's the way we normally behave, there's our true self and then there's, I'm not going to say... Well, I guess it's like the. I was going to say facade. Yeah, but it's you know yeah. it's all a bit almost the mask that you put on yeah. in the workplace of the responsible, mature. Um, what I have to be responsible, mature. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that memo. No, no, I didn't get that memo. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but there's the personality that we'll put on in the workplace, and yeah. then, um, you know, the less time you're having with work colleagues, the more time you're getting away with being your true self, and. Do the kids are the kids starting to see your yeah. you know your values and your core beliefs and this is me as a person without those reality checks every twelve hours or yep. um, without taking a break from you guys every day Le- less um, inputs from the external well less external inputs you know you've yeah. essentially got your own personality your own character traits they're almost floating to the top I guess because you haven't sort of covered them up with any sort of facade that you generally wear when you're in certain societal situations oh, that's yeah. interesting cindy Craw- Including- was it, was it cindy, cindy Lauper would have uh what would she say like i see your true colors <laughs> it, it, it yeah, could, exactly yeah i think you're right i mean yeah yeah it's quite quite challenging thought actually <laughs> hang on a minute how have i been behaving the last couple of weeks <laughs> it'll be but just if you go with uh Cindy Lauper, then it's it's all about the true colours shining true, and that's why I love you. So yeah, that's you can just em- embrace that, Rich. Yeah, then. I'm going to hang on to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's not all like that as well, though, is it? I mean, because you, you mentioned earlier that there's you know signs of of rising divorce rates and things like that. So there's also real yeah. challenges um, with yeah. people, I guess maybe questioning some of the decisions they've made now that they see things front and center yeah i was listening to Super a um, podcast about relationships and um just the fact that uh, data from coming out of china now as people are moving out of that quarantine period apparently divorce rates are a bit higher um i haven't seen the data myself but um and also this was a marriage counsellor in the US. What was the podcast? Uh, it was, I think it was This American Life. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I had a non-work day today, which generally involves kind of nine hours of podcasts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, while I do other things. <laughs> so um, I think it was the This American Life where um, she was talking about um, yeah, marriages and how the – quarantine or the lockdown is really an opportunity to really focus on that behavioural change and working on relationships if they've been um, difficult. Um, And she was expecting or anticipating an increase in divorce rates as well coming out of when America does come out of it. Yeah, but I suppose on the flip side as well, a lot of relationships will actually be galvanised by this. You yeah. know, you know, camaraderie through shared suffering, almost. You know that stronger bonds. It'll either make or break. I reckon a lot of absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, another thing that she was talking about was the fact that um, there was one couple who 
were living separately and that I think they were, you know, a month off a divorce or something when lockdown came and they chose to move together, live together. Um, and that has strengthened the marriage and they're likely to stay together now. So oh, wow. yeah. all it took was a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, she said there's good and there's bad yeah. coming out of this. Yeah. But it's a matter, I think that's, you know, probably with everything, there's good and there's bad aspects to it all. It's yeah. just a matter of trying to and perception focus as well. on the or, 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 um, yeah, what would you say, like, um, how you look at it? Because I suppose when everyone's so busy and there's so much going on, it's so easy to, to overlook the things that are fundamentally broken or breaking. And, um, and it, I guess this is one of the few times in history, well, recent history, when people have had time to actually reassess, reevaluate, actually take stock if they've had yeah. five minutes to pull out from somewhere which <laughs> if they've got kids at home homeschooling it probably haven't but um, yeah. um what's well, yeah. funny you see i see all these things on social media and on the news and they're talking about um you know people who've got time to learn languages <laughs> and learn guitars and <laughs> do painting and create artworks <laughs> it's, i don't know anyone who's had time to do no, that no neither do i it's a fallacy yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. It's just a it's it's the the marketing world at work trying to make us feel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that we need to buy something. That's all it is yeah. only. <laughs> <laughs> or it's covid marketing trying to put a positive spin on this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um I guess I, I, on the negative side of of like these these changes, um, you know, I mean, some people would call it like depression. Could come out of this as well. I know you, you refer to it as low mood. You think that's a much healthier way to sort of term it? Can you tell me why? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things. I think from a, um, I guess society's perspective, it's easier to talk about low mood than it is to talk about depression. I think people are more willing to say that they're experiencing low mood than say that I'm experiencing depression or I've been diagnosed with depression. Well, yeah, and for starters, so I, I don't think anyone would actually say I'm experiencing it either. We'd normally just put a label on it, I am depressed and and yeah. you know, and claim the identity, and, I think, because we don't have the the, uh, the the wherewithal to actually think of it as, no, I am not that, but I am experiencing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the reality is it's a bit of a conversation killer from a um, – personal <laughs> perspective reminds me of that, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that Gary Larson cartoon when there's there's a bar full of dogs and uh, they're all talking away and the, then the whole room goes quiet when the one dog sort of said a bit too loud oh yeah and by the way I found out from the vet I've got worms <laughs> and the whole, <laughs> the whole, whole bar's gone silent and looked at this this dog <laughs> it's like dog social faux pas <laughs> <laughs> straight away kills the conversation yep. <laughs> yeah because it, it's something that's really challenging for people to bring up and talk about yeah it is um and i have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety and for me like just from a personal level being able to bring that up in conversation with friends and family is it seems almost impossible it's such a challenge hmm. to do it um it's as i said it, it feels like a conversation killer there's never the right time to kind of say i have depression yeah um and i th i kind of liken it to if you've got a broken ankle 
then you know you walk into a room and you're limping, or you wear, you've got crutches or something like yeah. that. People they initiate that query, that prompt, say you know what happened to you, are you okay, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but when you're depressed, people don't necessarily they either don't want to talk about it or you work so hard to hide it that you just constantly you know you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Again, but that one must of make it other so masks. Yeah. Take it out. But that must make it so much worse as well because then you'd feel really alone in the, in those thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you know, from a personal perspective, it's exhausting. Um, you'll do, you know, a work meeting might last for an hour. You can maintain that mask for an hour. You can just lock into the routine of this is how a work meeting goes. You've got the agenda. You know how everything's going to flow. Yeah. And then as soon as it's over, outside and, um, you know, either break down in tears or just spend an hour like a sitting there like a zombie just trying to rebuild your energy to get back for the next work yeah. meeting. So those types of things, um, I think all that just makes it very difficult to have conversations in relation to depression, whereas the conversation about low mood is a bit easier yeah. to have. You know, you can say, I'm experiencing low mood. Um, so that's probably one of the big reasons from a general perspective that I prefer to use the term low mood than yeah. depression when I'm dealing with clients. And then there's the fact that, um, you know, if you break out the diagnostics and statistical manual, the DSM-5 that all psychologists kind of – The playbook. Psychologists in Australia will go with. Yeah. Um, then that has a number of mood disorders. Um, yeah. You know, major depressive disorder is one of them. There's a whole cluster of them that are related to depression, and each one of them will have, you know, maybe nine or ten symptoms that you'll be assessed against. and if you tick the box for, say, four or five of those nine symptoms, then you'll get that label. Yeah. Um, so there's a real, I guess, there's a science around it, around getting that diagnosis of depression. But it's still quite subjective, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. But for low mood, it's still something you can experience, but you don't need to go through that checklist yeah. to get diagnosed with it. So. Um, I think it's more accessible in that sense too. Yeah. And what and what would you say are the early warning signs then? I mean, certainly like, because would they be different in kids to adults, do you think? Or would they be more plainly on show in kids? I think um, they are in some respects for, but I think depending on the age and the emotional maturity of kids and how open they are to talking about their emotions and how they're feeling and how aware they are of the situations that may trigger different emotions, yeah. um, that can vary. So I think there's a um, – I guess there's a few indicators that parents or carers or anyone can kind of look out for in anyone, yeah. um, but particularly for kids. Um, and that feeds nicely into this little acronym that I've got of yeah, you the said early you'd be warning busy. signs. Yeah. <laughs> I have been flat out there, more procrastinating one of those. <laughs> hey, it was a day off you were allowed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
but I like to uh, come up with acronyms just as a, I guess, a um, memory technique to help me remember things. Yeah. My memory on its own is atrocious. So <laughs> <laughs> I use all the scaffolding I can. Um, but this one is defenses. So um, defenses stands for diet, energy, friends and family, enjoyment, negative, critical, emotional and sleep. So yeah. they're the kind of broad categories that I think you can check in with kids or you can parents and carers can kind of look at kids in those areas. So well, through those lenses, yeah. 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 So from a diet perspective, it's pretty self explanatory that one. It's about um if they're not showing any interest in food, in any food that they would normally um, like to eat or or eating four slices of birth, birthday cake like I did <laughs> <laughs> it was really good mud cake <laughs> probably yeah, where was my invite <laughs> <laughs> hey it's not my fault we're in lockdown aren't it? <laughs> the, um, I would say it's in the post but I have four slices <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> oh, it seriously is the best mud cake I think I've ever had um <laughs> But it's no, in, in, in all seriousness, I, it wasn't like, okay. It was horrible. You, would, you wouldn't have liked it, honey. So obviously, there's the two ends of that, aren't there? There's the not eating or cutting right back on eating or overeating. Yeah. So it's an, an extreme yeah. or a change in in eating in diet. Yeah, it's mainly a change, and that's probably the case for all these lenses. Um, it's re- uh, relative to normal. Yeah. Yep. Um, the next one is energy. So. If you're finding it difficult to motivate your kids or if they are less inclined to self-initiate tasks. We just want to binge watch Netflix. Preferred or non-preferred tasks. Yep. Then, yeah, 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 totally. Um, plenty of non-preferred tasks in our household at the moment. Yeah. yeah, well, one of the indicators would be like that yeah. self-initiation of non-preferred tasks or preferred tasks. Like tasks in general if they just movement <laughs> yeah 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 but um as you say it's about recognizing the cause um so you know can you attribute the cause to the fact that you've suddenly got a netflix subscription and there's thousands and thousands of hours for you to sit down and watch so yeah you know there's that draw and there's no motivation to do anything other than binge um with the cake yeah, you overate. You had four slices of cake, but it was a birthday cake. Yeah, um, someone had to not... eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to eat itself, on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And tomorrow's not a birthday. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. We have to finish the cake today. I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's a matter of any change that can't be attributed to something else. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so um, th- then you had friends, family. <laughs> Yeah, so what friends and family, um, if there's any, like if there's less time that the children are spending with their friends, obviously now that More so spending ever. time with friends is um, going to be pretty obvious, but even if they can't be bothered FaceTiming with them or yeah. um, that those would, That would be something that I could imagine being a, a real cue, you know, yeah, the yep. reduction in the desire to face FaceTime with besties. Yeah, exactly. Um, withdrawing from family events so that family events could just be dinner Mm. so and they could be physically present but 
mentally they're just not there. They're not contributing the way they would. They're not reacting to jokes or yeah. um, anything like that. They're just almost like a zombie, just yeah. physically present but emotionally and mentally checked out. Um, and if they're spending more time alone in their room or, you know, if they wander out to the corner of the backyard and you kind of don't want to talk to anyone and don't want to play any games, then yeah, that's probably another warning sign as well. Um, the next one we had was enjoyment. enjoyment. Um, so if there's less time, if they spend less time doing things that they like and less time in terms of duration, so, you know, they may spend two hours out on the driveway riding up and down on their skateboard practicing tricks, they might do that for 10 minutes. Hmm. Um, if there's a reduction in that um, and also in frequency, if, you know, they're doing it every day and now suddenly it's once or twice a week, um, then that's another thing to look out for. Yeah. Um, and also a reduction in their concentration and memory are kind of drop in there. So, which, you know, you might notice in terms of um, their schoolwork, if they're finding it difficult to stay focused on an activity or if they're not remembering things like they would have, they can't recall information hmm. that they learnt yesterday when ordinarily they do have a pretty good memory. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, Devi deviations else. from the, the mean, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, deviation from the norm. Um, yeah, so that's it for that enjoyment one. Yep. Next one you had negative. Um, yeah, so for negative, um, if they're looking out for what's wrong, so, you know, if they're if they suddenly they dislike meals or they dislike situations or they don't like the effort that mum and dad are going to in doing something for them, if they don't appreciate it, then that's another thing to kind of look out for. Yeah. And, um, you know, following on from that, if they're difficult to please, if no matter what you try, they're just not impressed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So that's, yeah, that's almost that. This one's kind of a bit close to home at the moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're probably difficult to please because you ate all the cake. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the story I'm going to tell myself, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we definitely, yeah, we, 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 yeah, just a kind of, we did have a, uh, it's, yeah, I think a couple of these things, a couple of flags that you know, need to pay, pay a bit of attention to, I think. We've had a couple yeah. of close birthday parties and one might have seemed a bit more uh, jubilant than the other. So right. I think we got it better the second time round. So I think the first <laughs> one thought maybe we uh, didn't blow the, the, the fanfares as much, so... Yeah. So you need to do a replay, do you? I think, I think we definitely need to do a replay. And that was one of the yeah. birthdays that was trumped up to be a big one. And so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. I digress. Yeah, yeah we, I think <laughs> we'll do a replay of uh, of that. So yeah. next one you had sort of critical? Critical, yeah. So negative is like the external view. Critical is the internal view. So um, that's about negative comments about themselves if they're critical of their own achievements. Um, they may be saying things like, it's all my fault, I can't do anything right. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know why I bother. Those types of just self-deprecating um, yeah. comments. Gotcha. So, um, so it's yeah. a, it is, it's a self-critical sort of listing. Yeah. But then that yeah. would wreck the yeah. acronym. 
Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, we couldn't go with that. <laughs> Critical of, of self. There we go. Of Done. self. Fixed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. No, no, that, that's a that's a good one because uh, those that's so important, isn't it? The stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, they're, they're almost like the backbone of our mental health. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I think it's easy for us to find evidence to support yes. whatever we're thinking. Yeah. Um, it's. You know, there's that confirmation bias of if I want to find information that supports my theory, then I'll find it. Yep. Um, so if We're pretty good at that as humans. Absolutely. Yeah. So if your thoughts are critical of self, I like that, Rich. That's really good. Hmm. That got me out of that acronym Funk. bind <laughs> yeah. that I had. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Cool. Glad to be of service. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a team effort, Arnie. Um, yes. Cool. No, no. So, yeah, critical of self. All right. So, and the next one, um, you had emotional. Yeah, from an emotional perspective, if they're if they seem to be more irritable than they normally are. Yeah. Um, if they're easily annoyed, more prone to crying. Um, if they, well, the other thing I had in there was, um, if they're reporting headaches or stomach aches when there's no real physical attribution for right. it so, yeah um yeah that's i guess something else to kind of look out for as well they may be experiencing certain emotions it's almost um, like a cry for attention as well yeah cry for attention or almost kind of thinking i don't feel right this isn't an emotion uh, i've ever felt before right. i've i've felt sad before i've felt disappointed but this is much worse than that yeah so um, so it's actually thinking almost, it's a, a physical manifestation of, or, or just not having the label for the feeling. And yeah, the not clo- having, closest approximation is a stomach ache or a headache. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, and it could be that, you know, when you're feeling anxious, you'll get those feeling in your chest. So yeah, tightness um, and or yeah, they could be the it's the physical symptoms from a low mood perspective. Uh, is the headache kind of coming with it? Yeah. Um, is it causing, you know, a form of stress uh, for the child as well? And is that causing the headache? You know, mm-hmm. that there may be that sort of a cause as well. Um, or it, yeah, it could just be that they know they're feeling an emotion that they haven't felt before. Yeah. They don't have the words. They don't have the labels. Um, they don't have a reference point to kind of say, I felt this way at this point in the past and I'm feeling this way again. Yeah. It's just really in that um, sinking into the pit. Um, then, you know, they kind of start to look for, well, I can't tell mum or dad what it is that I'm feeling, but I know that if I say that I've got a stomach ache and I've got a headache, then they'll care for me and they'll give me a hug and, that makes me feel better at least yeah. I'll tell them that. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting one. You hadn't thought of it like that. Okay. And the last one you had listed was sleep, Arnie. Yes. So um, that, again, could be, you know, an increase in sleep or a decrease in sleep. So are they sleeping longer than yeah, they normally broken do? sleep or, yeah. Yeah. Um, are they sleeping throughout the day? Are they struggling to achieve sleep when they normally would so you know if they normally go to bed at 7 30 and then they're asleep by eight o'clock are they kind of coming out at you know 8 30 9 o'clock 
10 o'clock. Yeah, yep. Um, General malaise, almost. Yeah, yep. Um, or are they waking up through the night when normally they wouldn't, normally they'd sleep right through, but for some reason they're waking up and they can't return to sleep. Um, again, it's just a change from that normal equilibrium point. What is it? What are they normally doing? And then has something changed recently? Yeah. Yeah. That can't be attributed to something else. Right. And um, so that's that's the early warning signs, Arnie. Well, what are the sort of strategies that we can then implement or try to you know, work into the, the daily sort of routine, I guess, to try and help the kids? So if the we, strategies, I've got another acronym there. For I know you, you would. This is great. <laughs> I can always rely on you, Arnie. <laughs> the strategies I've got there um, are freedom, which stands for. <laughs> so you just maybe remember, <laughs> I can't actually. No, I can't tell this joke. No, no, no. It was uh, <laughs> Red Dwarf. There was a great episode when uh, the Rimmer comes up with this this acronym um, for yeah. the um, something, uh, but then he can't actually use it because it it spells out a really rude word. And it's like, <laughs> of course, we could go with that, but the the acronym spells this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, we we better shelve that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can say that word even on on a podcast where we drop the drop the f bomb. So, <laughs> but it was sure an enough. excellent well, show, excellent excellent episode. We'll uh, leave that discussion for after you. Yeah, Red Dwarf fans. Turn off the recording. What, Red Dwarf fans will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, yeah. So what, what's the acronym then? So freedom. Freedom. Yep. Yeah. So the F in this is taken from the F in defenses. Yep. Friends and family. Yep. Um, Routine, exercise, expression, downtime, opportunity, and monitor. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for friends and family, some strategies that parents and carers can kind of do for their kids is to encourage them to catch up with friends who they're comfortable to just sit with. So yeah, um, it's one thing to have friends who, you know, they're normally running around the oval and playing footy with or doing something else with yeah and you know that's one i guess level of friendship but if they can get a deeper level a friend of where they can just be with th- yeah where they're happy and comfortable being themselves um without being interrogated or questioned or um feeling like they need to perform or they need to get the conversation going or need to contribute in a way that they're just not capable yeah then um then that can be useful it's interesting you um, say that because I goes with Ali this morning and, and I asked her, I was just trying to have a chat with her walking along the beach. And she's like, Dad, can you just stop asking questions? <laughs> like, just, you ask too many questions. It's like, uh, yeah, okay. I was just trying to have a chat. <laughs> and she, was, she wasn't giving anything up. She just, but I yeah. guess she was happy just walking along the beach looking for shells. So uh, It reminds me of, um, I heard Robin Williams being interviewed at one stage, um, and he was talking about his relationship with his daughter, I think it was, and how he had so much more energy than she did when she was little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on a number of occasions, she'd say, okay, it's quiet time now, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to have an afternoon nap now, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are, Daddy. <laughs> you are, Daddy, yeah. <laughs> I've got some things I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 
Okay, yeah. so um, so you, you were saying with friends that they're comfortable just just sitting quietly with, or or not having yeah. like a facade or a reason to be with, like there are usual things like soccer and that. And and with family, are you thinking along the lines of, you know, maybe time out one on one with a parent or something like that? Oh, just stay with... away from them. Parents talk too much. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, damn it. I, was saying, I thought you were saying, like, the parent to jump in there and just be way more, <laughs> more hands-on. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, you're hands-on with Will, aren't you, with the constant wrestling? Oh, just WrestleMania. Is he still in that wrestle mode? Oh, totally. I think we're averaging about five hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it certainly feels like that when I, when I wake up the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> in reality it's like 10 minutes yeah no he's he's it's definitely hours there's 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 no qualms about it because i often set the uh the timer if i've got something to do like okay yep. well well we can only do this for 10 minutes i'm going to set the timer so it's impartial it's not me calling quits it's like oh the timer's gone off yeah we better get onto that thing and uh, so way more than six times a day but he hasn't spear tackled you during a Zoom meeting or anything yet, has no, he? No, no. I, I, yeah, I, I tend to lock the door, but uh, <laughs> I can't completely rule it out. He certainly does the knee drop, though. He does the knee drop really well, straight right. from the the edge from the bedstead. And uh, I was hiding under the doona, like as a, as the monster under the doona. And he, he, yeah. I don't know what he did, but I had no warning it was coming. <laughs> he must have jumped from quite a height. <laughs> It was uh, jumped off the ceiling. Pad. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, it was pretty pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, even if it did damage your uh, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, C six vertebra not completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, I digress. So that was friends uh, and family. So and yeah, what friends was the and other- family. So so I think for family, yeah, spending that one on one time, um, if you can and not necessarily one-on-one time doing something. Again, it can just be sitting, doing nothing together yeah, um, or doing something that doesn't have a purpose. So just sitting there drawing random pictures or sitting there and you're both reading, but spending that time to do nothing other than just be with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, that can be enough. I think the danger... I can see there is I think probably we don't do enough of that because whenever there's downtime, it's like, oh, shit, we better get onto that job, you know, that yeah. task. And and the hardest thing at the moment I find is is actually going, no, no, going to sit down now and just be here with one of the kids or something. I have, yeah. I have actually tried to do that this week, um, yeah. you know, that sort of one-on-one time. But it, it, it has been at the cost of other things that I thought needed to get done, not getting done. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I felt a bit guilty about that because we shouldn't worry about those other things because they're way, way, way out of proportion, importance-wise to spending quality time with the kids. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. it's actually there's been a better reaction from that. You know, it certainly yeah. seems to have had a positive impact. Yep, no, that's good, and um, it that kind of reminds me of the um, your mainstream podcast that you just released recently the uh, oh yeah with mac one Primo. with mac yeah yeah um and he was talking about i think it was his youngest daughter's birthday where what she wanted as a birthday present from him was to go for a walk with him yeah um the best so gift he's that, ever received <laughs> yeah 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 exactly i thought that was a perfect example of this 
you know, strategy, this friend and family strategy of just spending time. Hmm. It yeah. can make a massive difference, particularly in this um, climate world that we're kind of living in at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Would that? Do you reckon that would be the the one you'd put at the top of the list? Yeah, you... because it starts the acronym off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Na- naturally, but, it yeah. comes first. It's just <laughs> yeah. a just a, a lucky happenstance that it uh, appears to be at the top of the list as well. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, Otherwise, it would have been be, earthed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's no way exercise comes first. Or reefed. It's all reef, about friends yeah, and family. Reefed them just wouldn't work. <laughs> Okay, maybe so, it will. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah. okay, <laughs> to cool. Take it, yeah, seriously. I would put that at the top of the list. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Spending time with family, and I think it also comes through in a few of the others. Um. So, expression, opportunity, and monitor. Probably, just quickly looking through them. We'll get to them. Yeah. Shortly, but um, that time with family. Um, is probably a big one. Yeah. One, uh, actually, a really good thing I heard the other day, or good suggestion was actually locking it into the calendar and just because, you know, we've, we lock in all these Zoom meetings with work and so on. And um, and I've been guilty of this, of having to put off time with, say, Will. And I'd said, oh, we'll do this thing tonight and then get into the nighttime. And it's, oh, we'll have to put it off tonight, tomorrow. Like yesterday, I said we'd we'd have a campfire and, and cook some marshmallows and so on. And it like it just got out of hand. We we ended up running out of time, and yep. and it was put off. And then they said, "Oh, can we do it tonight?" And again, there was other stuff on, and so it's put off again. And it, that's not good. It's just not good to yep. bump those things. And so yeah. the advice I heard was, lock it into the calendar. Just put it in. It's a meeting. It's a, it's scheduled in. You do it. Yep. And and yeah. the suggestion was also to actually do this with those one on one dates as well. So they see that. The, the one-on-one time that they're going to spend with daddy or mommy, that's actually, it carries enough import to be locked into the work schedule so that it's like, oh, yeah, lunchtime on Friday is bike ride with daddy, you know, or bike ride with mommy. And it's yeah. it's booked in for that one child. And then there's no argy-bargy with, oh, can I come as well? Because that's the, that's the kicker at the moment. So one of, like Sarah, I think was going off with Ali at one stage on a, a bike ride together and then next thing you know will wants to go as well and it kind of it's great that he wants to join in but it kind of takes away from the time that ali was expecting to have with a parent and i think if you lock yep. it into the schedule and that happens all the time i think um with the kids there's always like one other one that wants to join in so i think locking it in to the schedule and booking it and, and maybe even on the on the fridge or something and having a a weekly schedule oh that's Annie and Daddy time, and that's yeah. you know, Ali and Mommy time. Uh, you know, yeah, that sort of thing would be really good. So that's something I'm going to try this week. Yeah, and yeah, having sessions where anyone can come along, or sessions yeah. where it's open, just open mic night, just the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah, yep, I like that. Okay, cool. And so next, you had uh, routine, Annie. Routine, so. yeah. So it's kind of picking up on what we spoke about there, but also the sleep routine so it's about having the regular bedtime um a regular get out of bed time yeah and also having a consistent pre-bed routine so yeah. what's the steps that you go through in the you know hour half an hour before bed or the time between dinner and bedtime 
trying to keep that as consistent as possible. Yeah. Um, but also having it flexible as well, which I know sounds like a contradiction, but I <laughs> think you don't want to get too much, too locked into a routine to the extent that it's a stress or a pressure to stick to that routine yeah. or if you don't follow the routine, yeah. then you just sink lower into fun, that. Fun, fun will be had between 8.30 and 8.35. That's right. Yep. Yes. Scheduled. <laughs> it's in the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you said we could. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Turn on the fun, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so having it uh, flexible. Yeah. But I think from a sleep perspective, if you can have that as structured as possible, then that's helping to address the um, one of the triggers of sleep. Yeah, and it, and it harks back to our previous conversation, doesn't it, around even maybe just having fixed milestones throughout the day. So you've yeah. got stuff that needs to be done in the morning, stuff that then you've got morning tea. So maybe morning tea is that one sort of stalwart. Yep. Um, and then, then you've got, say, lunchtime, afternoon tea, maybe something like that, or afternoon walk. Those are like fixtures that change the tempo in the day or something. They're, they're almost like transitions. Yeah. So that, that's what worked for us rather than I was sort of all caught up in, I oh, know, certain timings and a, a, a calendar rather than, I guess, a, a map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Destinations we were going to meet. <laughs> and they do help. You know, you mentioned there about the transitions. They, Those sorts of things can really help to have that the milestones to help the, have structure in the day. So, um, you know, in the past school meant getting in the car mm. or getting on the bus is an actual or getting transition on the bikes and going to school. Yeah. Um, and it's, that reminds me of a few clients that I've had this week where the difficulty is in the transition from school week to weekend. Yeah. Um, so we looked at activities that they do during the school week and then activities that they do on the weekend and looked at how we could build up that, you know, the Sunday night, preparation of in the past it might have been making sure your school uniform's out and ready to put on in the morning and your school bags packed and you've got all your you know what you're having for lunch the next day and that sort of thing yeah um what can we introduce into the sunday night now to make sure that you've got some sort of a routine to just act as a milestone yeah. in the week what are the cues because i think yeah. we fell over a bit about that because we we often have friday night friday movie night that's it, where we get popcorn, sit down, watch a movie. And that kind of got diluted because we started watching movies most nights. Um, yep. You know, because it's like, we're trying to get some work done. It's like, let's put a movie on. <laughs> oh, we can get some work done now. Um, but, um, but I guess that takes away from that, that transition that we'd normally have from work week to weekend. Um, yep. So, yeah, be mindful of those, like maybe having special games nights or something, you know, something like that to... Or just have one movie through the week and have three movies on Friday night. Yeah, just max out. Or, or different, <laughs> yeah. fl different flavor of popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no popcorn, popcorn during no popcorn during the week. Just Friday night. That's a, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so so that's routine, Arnie. And then you said exercise. I mean that one. Exercise. Yeah. Just getting out. Just getting fresh air. Moving your body. Yeah. Yeah. Just some sort of physical activity. So it could be, you know, riding a bike jumping on the trampoline, um, playing on the swings, kicking the footy, throwing the frisbee, anything like that, just something that gets you out 
and moving. Yeah. What What do you think? Um, what would be your advice to a parent if kids just flatly refuse? Like, they're not, don't do it. Um, so one of the approaches that we kind of take is first this, then that. So it's about finding um, something that they are interested in. And that could be, you know, playing the iPad. Yeah. Um, if you're really struggling to get someone out exercising, then make them do some exercise and then give them that reward. Right, gotcha. Um, so, oh, I thought you. Uh, I thought it was actually the, you were meaning the other way around. You know, like you give someone a little badge to wear. They agree to wear a badge, and they're more likely to donate. Uh, you know, two dollars. And once they donate yeah. two dollars, they're more likely to sign up for a subscription. So that kind right. of model of you get them to agree to an inch and you get them yeah. to walk towards the mile sort of thing. But you're, you're actually thinking the flip side of that, which is, no, no, you actually, it's a reward after you do the thing, something they really yeah. like. It's yep. it's a, uh, a a carrot. Yeah, absolutely. And then if they, being very firm about first this, then that, but if you don't do this, then you're not getting that. Yeah, um, so it's a, voice, a forced forced choice sort of thing you can do that thing but you've got to do this first yeah yeah or you can decide not to do that thing that you love doing yeah but the repercussions are yeah you know you're not going to do this activity and you're not going to get that so yeah yeah you're a taskmaster Um, (laughs) (laughs) i love it no no that's good no yeah it's um no because a friend actually asked me what do you do in these situations where a child actually you know, flatly refuses to do one of the things you need to do while you're homeschooling. I thought yep. I'd ask you. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know, I'm going to ask Arnie. <laughs> well, you put them in the car and drive them 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> well, it's funny, it's funny you say that because that, that, it's a, it's a state change then, isn't it? You actually, you figure out what you can do that gets them out of the current state, whether it's a physical state or the mental state, and that's either changing the environment or... You know, it could be something quite benign, like, okay, well, um, yeah, we've we've, you know, we've got to go into the the other room, into the kitchen now, or something, you know, change place, mm. and then, uh, I guess once you've reframed the situation, that's when maybe the conversation can be had in a different way, or with yeah. one of the other parent, well, the other parent maybe. Yeah, yeah, which again is, um, I guess, reframing. Yeah, the situation, isn't it? Yeah. I've definitely found out. I, I know. Uh, I've noticed more, more and more to to quit while I'm marginally behind, uh, <laughs> rather than rather than uh, yeah, keep digging uh, and just yeah. like. And then Sarah's been really good and often picked up on that and gone, "Hey, let's look at it from this perspective." So she's saved me a few times, more than yeah. more than I can count actually. Whereas, so you're doing that perspective taking. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's been a couple <laughs> nice. of situations where. I would have come down on Annie in particular a bit harder on something, and yeah. and Sarah's sort of stepped in, cooler heads prevailed, and sort of just <laughs> just redirected. And I've gone, gee, that's magic. How did you do that? But uh, I'm quite <laughs> glad she did because I probably wouldn't have got to the same place. Put it that way. <laughs> you were rapidly losing ground, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Uh, reaching rock bottom and proceeding to dig. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so that's um, exercise, Arnie. And you, the, next, you've got expression. What, what are you thinking around expression? Um, so that's about 
getting the emotion out. Yeah. Um, so that could Actually be from describing what what emotion it is that they're fe- feeling. Yeah, or, or even if they're struggling to describe the emotion, um, one activity that I kind of do is to work with kids to you know draw what they're feeling. If that feeling was a monster, let's draw that monster. Yeah. Um, and then, or if the feeling that you want to be was a superhero, let's draw that superhero. Um, so that's, you know, a couple of the activities that you can do, just drawing something. Yeah. Um, or journaling if they're not into drawing pictures or um, just getting them used to the to talking about the emotions that they're feeling. So kind of normalise those discussions yep. around the dinner table at night or, you know, for mum and dad in their banter in the kitchen at breakfast time to kind of talk about their emotions just for the – it's almost that modelling to kind of say for the child, all right, that's what it means to talk about emotions. Yeah. Everyone experiences emotions. Everyone has highs. Everyone has lows. I'm having a low – emotion now i can talk about it because mum and dad talk about it or yeah i'm not going to get ridiculed for it or it's not something to be shy or embarrassed or feel guilty for yeah i think that's really important isn't it to actually demonstrate that you know you can be quite vulnerable or something uh, in front of the kids and certainly owning up when things haven't gone as well as as planned because i know uh, early on i definitely wanted to sort of hide a lot of that from the kids and certainly not own up when yeah you know, I was feeling pretty, I don't know, disappointed or something like that. Try to hide a lot of that. And, and yeah, now I've come to the conclusion that I feel much more comfortable owning up straight away, especially if I've flared or something like that and gone, oh, gee, that wasn't kind of the uh, behavior I want to exhibit. And just uh, like so owning it straight away is, I'm oh, really sorry about that. I kind of blew that, didn't I? Went a, went a, went a bit too far there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But it's taken me, what, 10 years to come to that? So, gee, <laughs> I'm a bit slow. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It takes everyone their own time. Yep. <laughs> okay, so any other thoughts around expression, Arnie? Um, I Actually, think sorry. The other one. Before I forget, there's one that yep. did work the other day with the kids. I was trying to get them to do something similar, and yep. it wasn't working. And I just said, how would – what kind of animal would you guys – be right now yeah and like can you walk like it and like uh, i think ali was like a an angry tiger or something like that (laughs) and and will will look like a wombat or something like i can't remember but but yeah that that was an interesting sort of i guess different approach that they felt comfortable like acting out something rather than trying to put it into words yeah perfect so yeah that's you know picking up on the drawing, journaling, role play, doing something creative even that it's drawing on a different part of their brain to get them to, rather than trying to verbalise or express it through language, then do it through some other technique Hmm. um, that can be useful. And that's even picking up in um, from a downtime perspective, the next one, that's helping them with that grounding to, you know, change the mindset that they're in as well. Yeah. So with downtime, are you thinking like, are those the, the punctuations throughout the day where you have that, you know, okay, let's, let's take a break now. Let's have a 
Yeah. Have some chopped apple and drink and just sit down, watch TV for 10 minutes or something or sit and read a book. Yeah, so it'll be downtime getting back to the family aspect as well or the friend aspect. It's about, you know, spending time to either be alone or spending time to just sit quietly and not do anything but be present with you. Yeah. Um, It can be doing some calming strategies. So we've spoken in the past about the um, deep breathing, 478 breathing, um, the sensory I spy of naming five things you can see, four things you can hear, that type of technique. Um, Another one can be just to, you know, play a game if there's a couple of you, to just progressively name things that you can hear from, you know, that are as close to you as possible. So Hmm. at the moment I can hear my dog snoring at my feet. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Must be quiet. (laughs) Give it time. (laughs) The deeper the sleep, the louder the snoring. Um, (laughs) um, But, yeah, just kind of taking it in turns to kind of name it. You know, I can hear the – feel the fan of the heater i can hear the whirring of the computer i can hear the pump the cars in the fridge, on the road yeah, outside. that sort of stuff yeah yeah just gradually working your way out so it's a real grounding sort of activity that helps bring you back to the here and now but it's also giving you that downtime to switch off from everything else that's going on in your head yeah because you, you you're basically just totally turning off all the other stimuli aren't you just focusing yeah. on your, your auditory input yeah um, switching off from the worry about schoolwork, um, the conversations that you're going to have with friends, the fact that you're missing out on sports, all those sorts of things. You're just switching that off and just thinking of what things can I hear now. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. Definitely using and that one on. giving them time to kind of reflect on the day is another yep. useful thing. So that's all part of that downtime, but just – Oh, one thing we kind of skipped over with expression is about encouraging them to discuss how they're feeling, but they can letting them know they can talk about it with a trust, uh, any trusted adult. So it doesn't have to be you or it doesn't have to be mum. It's just about who's someone that you do trust and you're happy to talk about and will let you talk. You know, you, you can talk with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it could be like a grandparent. Yeah, yep. uncle, auntie, whoever. Um, really just because if you look at particularly in this situation, the kids are at home 24-7. They, mum and dad and, are driving them mad. <laughs> well, well mum and dad are making them feel amazing. So everything mum and dad does is great. You know, this mum and dad are still entertaining. They still feed us. They still do whatever I want, but my mood is still really low. Yeah. How can I tell mum and dad that I've got a low mood but all these other things are amazing? Yeah. You know, there's an element of guilt that's going to come in there as well. So if they can, you know, if they're happy telling grandma or grandpa that, you know, I just feel really sad or I feel whatever, um, just being able to talk about that with someone who's outside this family unit. Yep. Um, that mood aside, everything's great. Um, then that can kind of help as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, when you when you said that, it reminded me of something that happened yesterday. 
like I've um, it's, it's it's a bit embarrassing actually. The um, <laughs> I, I had this favorite mug. I bought it in Japan. It was like my go-to. I, I use it all the time. And um, and Annie was up on the kitchen side yesterday, knocked it off, and it smashed on the floor. It was only a matter of time because right. nothing lasts that long in a house. But <laughs> it had lasted surprisingly longer than most things, I guess, because yeah, it was the thing that only I used. And um, so you're holding it up like a relic of I, yeah. You know, but this- I, this may be something that's going to last. <laughs> well, uh, we could hope. I was, <laughs> but I, I think, um, I, I think the danger was that I had probably built that up into something just by the way I acted around it. And when yep. when it broke, I kind of looked on. I didn't react. I was like, oh shit, kind of knew. Oh well, it's it's just broken. That's all. And I thought I acted really well in the moment because um, I know previously I probably would have gone, oh can't believe you you broke my favorite mug and i didn't do that but um but afterwards i definitely had a moment when i pulled the 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 ikea mug out the cupboard and put my coffee in and my morning ritual wasn't quite what it used to be and i was like oh, taste the same. i don't think the coffee's going to taste quite the same out of this cheap mug yeah. and then but annie was in earshot and i was like oh all right, what have I just done? Like, yeah. there's a high probability that she probably thinks that is actually really, you know, she's done something that, that I really, you know, she's, I don't know what she could think from that, but I, I totally shouldn't have said that. And I regretted it the second it came out of my mouth. But yeah, I think just being aware that that could be built up into, yeah, dad's favorite mug. I, I broke that. He loved that mug. He used it all the time and I smashed it. Now yeah. I, I don't care about the well, mug now. Now it's gone. It's, it's, it's gone. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to have to have a chat with him and say, look, you know, that mug actually, it's just a mug. It doesn't, doesn't Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the fact that she was in earshot, she could have been thinking, oh man, I really dropped the ball. I stuffed that up. Or she could have been thinking, it's another shit dad joke. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, he's so precious. So, he's so precious about his shit. <laughs> yeah, get over it, dad. Yeah. So that, that, that's probably that's it, when actually. you need to you need to go back to the expression and you need to normalise discussion of emotions. And yeah, just yeah, know, yeah. It was a mug. I don't really care. Yeah. Let's go. That smash doesn't it. mean you can go and yeah, smash all the IKEA ones. Though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I need a vessel for that caffeine. Come on, you, you can't take that from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be drinking out the Without, dog bowl. <laughs> or just pouring the hot water straight into the coffee jar. Or I, I did. I did immediately go. Now, what should be the next mug I buy? It should be made of metal <laughs> and preferably bounce. <laughs> so I'll probably be replacing floor tiles next time the mug gets dropped, <laughs> which is going to be way more expensive. <laughs> or get one of those stabilizer mugs as well so no matter what angle it's on it doesn't spill <laughs> i like that yeah yeah <laughs> cool okay so where, where do we get to so we were talking about downtime then weren't we downtime. so yeah yeah sensory i spy what can you hear those sort of exercises yeah yep any other thoughts um, on downtime I think just kind of encourage them to take that downtime, but don't force them to take the downtime. Yeah. Um, don't schedule it in. So you may find that there's a time, you know, just after dinner and before bedtime that downtime works, but for some families it may kind of work just after breakfast. Or, yeah. Um, 
I suppose it's, it's, it's a leadership thing as well, isn't it? Or uh, when you're talking about normalizing, it's, you know, we as parents have got to be doing that. It's like, I'm just going to sit and read my magazine for a minute. You know, I'm yeah. just going to have some yeah. downtime. And if we yeah. start demonstrating that, then that's something that maybe they'll start picking up on. Yeah. And it's, I think for me anyway, the important thing about downtime is doing it when you need it rather than when it's scheduled. Hmm. Um, because, you know, if you're, as we've spoken about, if you're starting school at nine o'clock, starting homeschool at nine o'clock and the wheels start to fall off at 9.05, the fact that you've got downtime scheduled at 6.35 tonight you ain't gonna make isn't going to help you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so maybe, you know, it's just, as I say, allowing that time to be alone, letting them know that, all right, dad needs 10 minutes downtime. Everyone, go and do whatever you want. <laughs> Go and do anything you like as long as it's not near me. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not breaking my special mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think modeling yeah. is a good good technique for you to use there too. Yeah. I like it. Okay, cool. Okay, next up we've got opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. So that's about giving children the opportunity to – talk with you about what's – or talk with a trusted adult yeah. about what's bothering them um, or just talk about their life. So giving them that time. Um, again, this is picking up on that family theme as well. So giving them time where you might be sitting down and doing nothing other than just sit with each other. Um, you may be pushing things a bit too far and interrogating and asking too many questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, but – it's just about really? <laughs> <laughs> um, giving them time to talk about it and actually listening <laughs> rather <me>. than. <laughs> right, yeah, that's a good point for me to interject then and speak over you like instead of actually listening. But uh, yeah, Stop and listen, Rich. Yeah, that, that, I love that. Was it we talked about earlier that, that comment that I, I don't know where I read it, but was it according, according to my wife's diary, I have boundary issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like it. Um, yeah, so taking the time to listen to your child, to not so much talk to your child, um, but listen yep. and listen to what they have to say and listen to what they're actually saying, not what you think they're saying and what you think that they want to say, yep. um, if that makes sense. Um, not putting words into their, into their sentences. Um, and then actually, that's, a, that's a really important one because Will picks up on that a lot because um, he'll, he'll often choose his words or, or pause a bit to come up with a word and he gets yeah. so frustrated when we try and s- sort of help him. He's like, no, yeah. just let me finish. <laughs> and then and then someone will say, so, like Ali just loves jumping on top of that. She, she'll throw it in just as it's about to finish. No! let me finish and she you can see she's got this wry grin like oh, this is too easy this is like shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> that older sibling yep <laughs> um and yeah while you're listening it's important to you know don't judge ridicule or dismiss yeah what they're saying um don't correct them and say well no that's not what i meant or that's not what actually happened but just give them time to talk it through themselves yeah, can be useful as well. So that's, yeah, what I talk about with that opportunity is making time to listen. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Okay. And um, and what have you got on uh, last then? Yeah, so the final one there is to monitor. Um, and that's about checking in regularly, but not too often, but checking in. Um, you know, we've got that are you okay day that pops up Yeah. one day in a year. Um, a this little, may be something. <laughs> might need it a bit more often at the moment. <laughs> yeah, we may, may need it quite more often. Um, but just being able to check in with them, and that could be something um, verbal like saying, are you okay? It could be something visual like, um, you know, just a thumbs up, thumbs down. That was something yeah, I like used that. to work. Yeah. Um, used to work with a group here in Geelong um, that worked with people with intellectual disabilities. Yeah. Um, and thumbs up, thumbs down was amazing with them. It was just, you know, we do art activities through the day and just checking in with a couple of them. I just, you know, give them the thumbs up, and they'd give a thumbs up, thumbs up if they were okay as well, um, yeah. or thumbs down if or they're the, not good, or, or that, the, yeah, yeah cozy, cozy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and just you know, through that kind of um, pseudo sign language, it was just enough to be able to say, all right, you know, let's go for a walk, mate, yeah, um, or let's go outside and water the garden, or whatever it was that we knew or that they wanted to do. We just um, interrupt that pattern. It's just, yeah. So it's just that real monitoring using whatever technique works. And um, you were talking family. earlier about um, having almost imagery like uh, smiley faces that people would, yeah. you know, turn up, like turn the frown, turn into a frown or something like that, depending on mood, that, that ability yeah. to communicate emotion without speaking without having to go through the hassle of uh, what's the word for it again or, yeah. yep. you know, how do I structure this sentence when all I want to do is just throw something. Because that, that's or, something I want to try with the kids, get them to, you know, certainly when I think when Will was a bit frustrated with his, you know, trying to finish his sentences and Dad's trying to interject all the time, just like I do now. Sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> But, but maybe get a pen, just hand it to him. Draw how you're feeling, just a smiley face. And and yeah. if there's no smile but it's a grimace or something, yeah, could be really an interesting exercise. I'll try it out. Yeah. And even um, some of my clients will have the like the emoji smileys and frowns and confused and angry and all those different faces. Um, and... Each of the family members will have their name kind of stuck on the fridge or on a chart in the kitchen or something. Yeah. And they just go and stick their emotion or stick their Up, um, update their... emotion under their name. <laughs> Imagine having like we a, actually, an update. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually did it um, with one of the places or one of the clinics where I did placement. Yeah. Um, there were maybe seven or eight of us. All, like all these um, provisional psychologists and the whole idea after, you know, the stress of being in the first um, psychologist role, having to, you know, apply what we'd learnt through uni, um, dealing with clients, the stress of dealing with clients yeah. and getting things right and doing case notes and assignments and masters, you know, our thesis is going on at the same time as well. So, 
you know, we had all the stress going on. The thought of telling our colleagues how we're feeling was just too much. So straw. we <laughs> we had a massive big poster that was printed and had all these different emotions on there. And one of the girls printed out everyone's face and had some blue tack on it. And we just go and update, you know, stick our face on the emotion <laughs> throughout the day. So, and that was, you know, there's a bit of fun in that, but it's, um, it was a really useful technique to kind of say, all right, maybe we should stay away from Arnie today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes back to that, the, the facade. I imagine there's a lot more honesty with your study group than all your peers in that class rather than professionally later on where you're supposed to be a professional who has all, yeah. his, all his stuff in one sock, yeah, so yeah. to speak. But, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was, yeah, that, was um, that was one of the very difficult things in terms of you know putting on that mask. Hmm. That's the trouble with working with um, psychologists. I think they kind of see through the mask. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's no you can't bluff them. So, so there's no hiding. No, for some there is, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For others, it's like God. I thought I was get hiding that so well. Get out of my head. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like even with <laughs> when I was on that placement, I'd just walk in and sit at my desk, and you know, get a quick message saying. Um, are you feeling okay? And it's like, oh, God. So, they wouldn't ask that if I was happy, and I had my happy face on, but come on. <laughs> this is authentic happy? Come on. I'm, I've been practicing this for ages. <laughs> yeah. I practice it in the car while you car trip here. It's a grimace. It's a grimace. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so checking in, yep. I think, is, the, I guess, the um, sum up there. And I think good thing to remind yourself of or to remind everyone of is that there's bad days and there'll be good days. Yeah. Um, it's okay to have a bad day. Um, and just like it's okay to have a good day. So it's not something to feel guilty for. Um, it's not something to feel disappointed that, oh, despite all this great stuff, you know, dad's cooked an amazing meal or, uh, still haven't mom, learned Spanish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Despite all this time off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's okay to feel bad. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. It's, sorry, I didn't mean to cut across. No, I was just going to say it's okay to feel bad and it's okay to communicate that you're feeling bad and it's okay to let others know. Yeah. It's not something you need to kind of hide, but that's about having that opportunity to express how you're feeling and then having the, I guess, the, tools or the strategies to express in a way that you're comfortable with yeah so again for me drawing is a great way for me to express or f i find it's a good way for me to express how i'm feeling the drawings may not be amazing but the, they do um, the job. outlet that it serves for me is spot on ideal yeah for others you know sitting down and um writing three pages is good for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one when you were saying about it's okay to feel bad for a while. And and that's something I think was quite interesting for me to hear someone say, like, it's okay to let the kids feel bad for a while. Just don't try and fix all the time. 
You know, it's, as a parent, I so want to jump in and just, you don't want your kid to be in pain or to be upset. You want to fix. And they're like, well, sometimes they're just going to feel shitty for a while. Just let them. And they'll, yeah. they'll learn to work through it. They won't need you always to get through stuff. And it's actually far more helpful. So it's almost like you got to let back off a bit sometimes. Say, oh, you're feeling a bit shitty? Yeah, me too sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And just leave it at that. And that's all about that. Um, journey of co-regulation to self-regulation you know early on in that co-regulation it might be about you labeling the emotion and um inter or not interrogate questioning them about how they're feeling and you know what are they feeling in their body and i'm sure they would think some of the things interrogation (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the walk on the beach yeah But as you say, like what, like just going through a, a checklist almost of things that they would like they're feeling in their body. What were, what was yeah. the thing that you mentioned? What sort of things are you thinking? You know, what are some of the thoughts that are in your head now? Um, or drawing it and, out. Or drawing it out, and then um, drawing it out is probably a good example of a strategy that they can apply. So, you know, when children are younger, then they'll need your help in labelling the emotion and identifying the physical sensations and thoughts and behaviours that accompany that emotion. Hmm. Um, and then they'll also need your help in choosing the strategy, the best strategy that's going to work for them given their current emotional state. Um, then it may kind of s- progress to what emotion are you feeling now? Um, what feelings have you got now? What sort of thing do you feel like doing you know what can we go and do do you think maybe you want to go and have a run around outside or splash your face with water or just lie down on the couch or something like that and through you know gradually shifting from labeling it to questioning them then they'll eventually get to that point where they kind of know right these are the physical sensations that i've had in the past they're generally associated with this emotion of you know, happiness or anxiety or excitement or sadness or one of those emotions. And then these are the strategies that help me when I'm feeling that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's that journey from co-regulation to self-regulation that I guess you're cutting short. If every time you see that they're upset, you're kind of going straight in there with the strategy to say, all right, here's what we do. Here's something we need to do now. Yeah. And you're also um, saying it's bad. <coughs> Yeah, because you're trying to, you know, turn it off essentially. Yeah, get yep. them back to normal, whatever that is. Let <laughs> me know when you find yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it does feel a bit like taking away the opportunity for them to learn in some respects. In many respects, just damn it, how do you make the call on that, Arnie? <laughs> like, this parenting <laughs> stuff's a bit hard. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm just the psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the parenting to the parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Remove the variables, as many variables as possible. You can just work <laughs> with, work with their minds. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> cool. That's the well, um, soothing the scientist in me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's great, Arnie. I'm definitely going to apply or try and work through this over the next week. Um, got a lot of homework for me. Jeez. Yeah. So, so we've got defenses as the early warning signs which are diet, energy, friends, family, enjoyment, um, negativity, critical of self, um, emotional and sleep. Uh, 
And then we've got strategies, which are friends and family, routine, exercise, expression, downtime, opportunity, and monitoring. So uh, I'll, I'll write all those up in the show notes if, uh, if you don't mind. No, that sounds fine. Great. Uh, any, any other thoughts to throw in, throw in there, Arnie? Um, I don't think so. I think well, probably the takeaway um, in all of this is just to check in. Um, on a, I was going to say regular basis, but as often as you think is going to work without pushing the buttons too much. Yeah. Um, but just being aware of how other people are feeling and also how you're feeling, check in with yourself um, and understanding that there may be times when you're not in the best headspace to tackle someone else's Yeah issues or to help other people through some of their struggles. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of pick your battles, but Hello, pick your kettle. internal battles as well. <laughs> I'm a pot, you're black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting that, and, um, I noticed like last night I definitely managed to put in probably about an hour of my own time and I haven't done that for a while. And I went through my evening ri- uh, ritual I guess of you know shower um stretching exercises uh then you know cup of tea I didn't journal but I did actually get in a meditation session which I haven't done for weeks now and I just right. felt so much better today and I reckon it just yeah. it just set me up uh, I went to bed you know, a bit later than I I would have liked but it was good cuz I was putting in the time investing in me and I hadn't done that yeah. in ages and it I think just just the act of purely doing that and i've heard of us anecdotes as well of them like first world war um troops in the trenches you know the actually um not getting trench foot even though they had nothing to dry their feet with but purely by taking off their boots wiping them with a damp cloth and putting their boots back on socks back on wet boots back on wet but it's Purely, they, you know, sort of kind of believed it was the act of sort of demonstrating to your feet, look, I'm trying my best to look after you here. You've got to put your weight as well. Whereas yeah. the troops that sort of gave up on it and just didn't do anything, they still had wet feet just like the other soldiers, but tended not to get trench foot as much. There's probably some yeah, okay. other reason completely for it, but I think just, <laughs> just making the effort and knowing you've put in the effort to to square away some of your the own, the things that you need yourself like yeah. that whole, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself before you try and look after, before you put the oxygen mask on your child in a yeah. plane going down because you're going to be useless to no one if you pass out. Yeah, so yep. I, exactly. Yeah, kind of trying to get back on that train at the moment and uh, seems to nice. be, yeah, it's definitely makes a massive difference. Yeah, yep, good. And that, you know, tying back to the, freedom strategies that idea of monitoring just kind of being aware of how your behaviors and your actions and how some of these other strategies can improve your mood um and how the behaviors and actions and strategies that your children are doing can improve their mood yeah um that sort of thing can kind of help you to kind of know well you know maybe taking them for a walk at six o'clock at night isn't the best thing. Maybe we need to take them in the morning because, you know, that does lift them and set them up for the rest of the day. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. That's been awesome, Arnie. So, uh, 
yeah, way loads of homework. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I've been busy all week now. No. I'll check in with that again next Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's that's awesome. I uh, really appreciate you going through that, Arnie. Um, I think that's going to be really helpful for me, if no one Excellent. else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, but, uh, no, I think that's going to be helpful for loads of people, actually. So thanks for sharing that with us. And, and thanks no for worries, taking the time you. again to um, share your thoughts and, and insights, Arnie. It's, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the time too. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Arnie as much as I did. If you're enjoying these conversations, please give the show a rating and even more so, please give it a review. I love reading the reviews and it really helps others to discover the podcast too. If you haven't got onto it yet, I'm finding the ABC's daily podcast, CoronaCast, an excellent resource for keeping up to date with where things are at with the pandemic. It's mainly Australia-centric, but discusses topics relevant to everyone going through lockdown at the moment. Just search for CoronaCast in iTunes. That's all from me. I hope you stay safe and sane, and until next time, enjoy your caffeinated beverage. Mm-hmm.